0: Hey, welcome to the uh, Tulsa World's Weekly Scene uh, podcast. We are joined by Grace Wood and um, myself, Jimmy Trammell, or are minus uh, James Watts for one more week, or at least uh, for today. Then he'll be back with us tomorrow. We've missed James during our last two uh, podcasts. This is where we talk about, well, whatever we want to talk about in pop culture or entertainment. Uh, or lifestyles and also uh maybe just kind of promote or pitch what we're working on this week grace uh i'm I, normally we do homework to figure out what we've written this week just hit me cold with what you got this week what do you got for me this week
1: okay um so i don't have a feature story for world of homes this week but i do have a cool story that might pique your interest um sterlin harjo who is the director of the show reservation dogs um, created a documentary called Turleton. Have you seen it?
0: I've not seen it.
1: Okay, so it's centered around a small town in Oklahoma called Turleton, um, which faced a huge tragedy when in the summer of 1985, one fourth of their community was killed in a tragic explosion at a local fireworks factory. And the documentary kind of explores how this community dealt with that loss and how they found the resilience to rebuild and move forward and the story of Turleton came on Sterling's radar after he posted on Instagram asking for ideas for set locations for reservation dogs and the owner of Mercury Lounge Bobby Dean Orcutt messaged Sterling back about the small town called Turleton and just like the events that happened there cuz he has family from there and the two of them got together and collaborated and they took a trip to Turleton and then from there Sterling decided that he wanted to make the documentary about the town and the events that have happened there Um, which have been called the worst industrial accident in Oklahoma Mm. history. So it's a really important story to be told. So this Sunday on July 3rd, Circle Cinema is hosting a screening of the documentary, as well as a meet and greet with the filmmakers beforehand. I believe it starts at 7 p.m. Um, And since Bobby Dean is also running for city council in District 4, Um, He'll be at the event too, and he'll be hosting a voter voter registration drive. So, it'll just be a good opportunity, you know, for people to learn a little bit more about Oklahoma history, and as well as participate in local government. Um, So, I think it's going to be a really cool thing. And this story will come out either Friday or Saturday, I think, in the scene section of Tulsa World. So, that's what I'm working on.
0: I've uh, I love Sterling's uh, series of reservation dogs. Uh, about the native kids in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and uh, I, but I haven't seen anything else by Sterling. However, seeing Reservation Dogs makes me want to watch anything and everything he's ever done or going to do, because I just enjoy Reservation Dogs so much.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen Reservation Dogs, actually. I just... I feel like these days I just don't really have enough time to like fully watch TV, but I definitely want to check it out. And I definitely really want to check this documentary out because apparently it's really, really good and really impactful. So I think it'll be a really interesting screening that's happening.
0: Do you ever do that with any filmmakers or authors or anything like, I like this thing this person did. So I'm going to go back and and just feast on everything this person has ever done.
1: Yeah, I definitely did that with Quentin Tarantino um, the first time I saw. I think Kill Bill was the first movie I saw and mm-hmm. probably saw it a little bit too young, but I really loved it. So then I watched everything else and was sure. blown away. So
0: I had a conversation uh, with uh, Danny O'Connor from The Outsider's House earlier this week. We feel like uh, the Tulsa filmmaker John Swab is going to be the same way. And right now he's, he's making movies in Tulsa that seem to be of, uh, of high quality that I enjoy, but he's not, I guess he hasn't like blown up nationally yet. And it feels like as soon as he's discovered nationally, uh, everybody's going to go back and watch every movie that John Swab has ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came up because uh, Scott Kahn from Hawaii Five-O was in town and visited the Outsiders House and other locations the other day. And I was fortunate to kind of just be around when uh, that happened. So that was a really neat deal. And I always look forward to uh, John Swab's movies and looking forward to anything Sterling Harjo does. And his uh, his teammate on Reservation Dogs, help me pronounce this, is it Taika? Uh, how do you um, pronounce it? We'll just I- say in print. I can spell it. I can spell it. But Taika Ty- Waititi?
1: Yeah, right. I, think, I think that's right. Watiti,
0: maybe? All right. We're not used to pronouncing things in print, so we, we don't know. Yeah. But uh, he's got Love and Thunder, the new Thor movie, coming out mm-hmm. uh, next week. So yeah. I, I'd, I'd uh, cross my fingers and hope to get him on the phone before uh, Love and Thunder came out because of the Reservation Dogs connection, but it didn't uh, quite work out. We do have another interview coming up at some point, though, with uh, Dallas Goldtooth, who plays the spirit, and Reservation Dogs. So uh, not, not quite yet, on down the road. Uh, more so this week, I'm all about the music. Mm-hmm. On uh, either Friday or Sunday, we'll see how things go. There's a new documentary series called Women of Rock. And it explores, it's a four-part documentary series exploring all the significant female music artists uh, through the years. And uh, if you want to watch it just for local angles, uh, you got Bam Bam St. Vincent and Wanda Jackson almost immediately in the documentary series. So, uh, and then, uh, and Vincent, or excuse me, St. Vincent, Annie Clark was one of the interview subjects. So she pops up in every episode talking about other artists like uh, Blondie or so on and so forth. But the, I saw three of the four episodes, and I, I mean, I it's really good i recommend it why it hasn't been done before i don't know but you, you have a favorite female rocker of all time
1: Ooh, that is a great question um i love st vincent just because of the local connection and she also made some good music for the twilight soundtrack which is a film that i love <laughs> and i think other than that though i always come back to stevie nicks because i just love her so much love everything about her her style her just overall vibe is just really distinct and unique. So that's probably my favorite, but who's yours?
0: Yeah, well, no surprise other female artists gush about Stevie Nicks mm-hmm. in this documentary series, of course, uh, I, I don't know who the favorite would be. Um, it, it is tough to, you know, pick only one because there's been many good ones. Um, it's more poppy. I really did enjoy the Bengals in the eighties and Susanna Hoffs.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, in
0: fact, at, at one point during, during American Legion uh, baseball season, when I worked the paper in prior, I was in charge of the music that goes out over the loudspeaker between the innings. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they felt like they got way too many Bengals songs, including some that don't quite go with sports like Eternal Flame, you know, that doesn't really get you pumped up to go play no. maybe. But <laughs> hey, you know, but I was, if you're in charge of the music, you don't apologize. You just play what you want and you, and you go for it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I don't, I don't know if I've ever actually listened to the Bengals. What's a song that you think I should check out?
0: Mm. Well, Manic Monday was written for them by Prince. He wrote the song and said, here, have this. Oh,
1: I think I have heard that song. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And,
0: but like a little they're, they're more poppy. There are, there are more female artists who tend to quote unquote rock like uh, Anna Nancy Wilson from Heart, uh, John, Joan Jett. You know, but so many, and I would recommend the documentary for anyone who wants to get caught up on all these. Also, music-wise, Friday or Sunday, do you listen to American Top Forty?
1: Um, yeah, sometimes I do.
0: It was more of a thing for me a long time ago. I don't, I don't listen to American Top Forty currently because I'd rather. I'm, I mean, I'm old. I listen to the. I do love listening to the like the vintage replays of uh, a couple decades ago. And it's fun not just to hear the hits, because we hear the hits all the time. But, oh, gee, here's this song at number 38 that you haven't heard in forever because it just didn't catch fire like the other songs. But uh, I don't know if people know this. uh, Fourth of July weekend's coming up, right? We've all got Fourth of July plans. Uh, American Top 40 was born on the Fourth of July uh, Mm -hmm. in 1970, which gives me an alibi, a crutch, or excuse to write about American Top Forty. We can say, "Hey, Fourth of July weekend. Here comes your Fourth of July American Top Forty story." Mm-hmm. So I just did some research about uh, American Top Forty through the years, and uh, you know, two Tulsa artists showed up in the countdown—the very, very first American Top Forty broadcast when only, when only seven stations uh, had enlisted for that. Here, here's a really funny thing: is uh, when American Top Forty thought a song had questionable content. Even though it was, you know, probably pretty tame stuff, they would send memos to all the radio stations uh, around saying, you know, when this song comes on, you might want to bleep it out because, uh, you know, Paul Simon might say in Kodachrome. When I think of all the crap I learned in high school, you know, watch out for these uh, salty lyrics here. <laughs> but uh, it it was purely a nostalgia story from my standpoint, and uh, and only because the Fourth of July is coming up did I get to write about American Top Forty. Um, Anything else you got coming up or want to promote or want to talk about this week, Grace?
1: Hmm. I don't think I have anything coming up for this week other than that story I just told you, but I do have a couple things in the works for next week. So I'll definitely be chatting about that next Wednesday. Oh, when so we definitely have to keep that
0: a secret until next week. We don't, want, yeah. we don't want somebody, you say it, somebody will do the story before you. So you can't do that, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Okay. Well, this uh, podcast is available wherever uh, podcasts are sold or purchased or accessed or anything else. Grace, uh, get us out of here.
1: All right. Um, Bye, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Um, Have a great rest of your day and we'll see you next week.